Here's the boy, me and Rich united like Van Nistelrooy. Then I bet you're ready to get to child. Y'all not ready for the few. Don't get me wrong, violence is not a forte. I just like to rhyme, kick the lyrics, skills like Pele. Though my sneaker game is messy. Welcome to episode two of the New Ultra Podcast. You have Fields here. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Fields. And you can just do some quick intros. So we have Chris here. Chris, you want to say your handle real quick? At Chris726. Cool. We got Navar here. At Coma Afro. All right. We got uh, my boy Jack in here. At King Jack the Fourth. Cool. We got Chop. At Elastico Chop. We got my man Scams. Nigerian Scams with three S's. And we got Young Weave in here. At Weave is Christ. All right. Cool. So um, this is it's June 26th today. We just finished watching the Copa final, and we had some Euro games go on. So. You guys are going to get some kind of instant reaction. Hopefully not too many hot takes, but uh, we got some stuff that we just wanted to run through. It's definitely been a full week and day of some good quality footy. Um, but we wanted to start out talking about stats in soccer. Uh, like, I think through all sports, like the analytics movement is growing, and you see it uh, more and more in in soccer, where it's, whether it's like people debating who's better than whom or like, uh, a player's worth and whether they're worth a certain fee depending on the stats that they put up and like I feel like this is one of the hardest sports for analytics to really refer to because depending on formation team and, and things that are going on like stats may not tell the full story so do people feel otherwise or similarly that the statistics in soccer you really got to like actually keep an eye on the game and watch the game yeah, I think it's it's one of those soccer is one of the sports that yeah numbers can tell the story, but there's so much like that has to do with chemistry and and like all these things that aren't tangible um, that the numbers can kind of tell you a story, but it's not gonna give you the whole picture. Like like the the Copa game, like the fact that that game turned into a slugfest. And was you know just nasty from the beginning. Everything is you know all the stats are thrown off. You know, they're playing everybody playing with ten men. Uh, everybody is you know just chasing that one goal and hoping that you know they can get out of there without getting socked in the face. Um, all that type of shit plays into it. So you can't necessarily just go off numbers and shit. Word. I think it's a slippery slope, and it's one of those things where it's like. I hate how in, in, in the sport there's this there's no gray area. It's either you don't want stats and it's just goals and assists or it's all these advanced analytics. When I think mm-hmm. that an amalgam of both is good because like like Jack said, to counteract that, you can kind of measure chemistry within statistics because you can measure the different passes where they're paying being made. You could even narrow passes down to passes between two players. Like for instance, Conte to Pogba has I think the third most passes in the Euros. But at the same time, what Jack said, you can't 
you can't take that number and think that they're having great chemistry because mm -hmm. not much is coming from that passing. But, mm -hmm. I mean, there are stats that you can use to, you know, delve deeper into the game. Because there's guys like, say, Arturo Vidal, since we're just watching the Copa now. There's, there's things he brings to the game that aren't just goals and assists that aren't measured in, you know, in just an eye test. You need passes. You need, you know, take-ons, even though that's Scam's worst hit stat. Like, there's there's a bunch of different stats you can use that could further, you know, the picture of a game. You mm -hmm. know, I don't, I don't think you need to necessarily focus on them, but to just completely disregard anything other than a goal and assist is foolish to me as well. Word. Yeah, because I think another, like, example of this is, like, United's past two seasons, like, the stats for players have kind of been shit, but I think that a lot of it really relates to the system that we were playing and, like, a whole bunch of sideways passing and back passing. So, like, goals and assists, we really didn't create that many chances. So, like, to say that someone is better than, like, for instance, Martial because they scored more goals and more assists, like, you got to, like, actually watch the games and look at what the shit that he's actually doing on the pitch. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree with uh, I agree with Chris. It is a slippery slope. I mean, one thing I personally don't like is the little XG, XA, whatever, like those Matt Scion cars. So what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get these per ninety stats out of here, man. I, I hate these percentages of goals and stuff. Measure a game by just a game, or measure a season as a cumulative of games. Mm -hmm. These per ninety stats to me are stupid. Because you can flip any stat to make any striker look like the best player. Any midfielder look like the best player. Word. Yeah. I can't stand them. Is it who scored? Is that, is that the shit? Yeah. With the yeah. ball? Side, yeah. side by side. Yeah. Oh, my God, yo. Them shits is so The good. player comparison? Oh, my God. They oh, really yeah. Those are my favorite. Looking like the best center back of all time, according to them fucking stats, yo. It's ridiculous. But, like, but like Opt is great. Top. They were like the top on who scored, but it was like some some nigga who. Remember, not even uh, like, Firmino was like fourth on the list in the world. That's exactly who it yeah. was, Robert <laughs> Firmino. Nigga was like fourth. number one on who scored. <laughs> <laughs> Up there with like Messi and Ronaldo and shit. You're like fuck out of here, fucking Bobby Firm. Who <laughs> 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 this fucking Jerry Curl juice and shit? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just in general, I think uh, they do a little bit too much with it. Like I saw one guy was basically like talking about bringing baseball stats to soccer. I'm like, bro, it's not even the same no, sport. Like, can't do that. No, different, completely different world. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, why they do it? But it's just, it's not it. It's not it at all. That's happening in baseball is because all the old scouts with the eye test are all dying off. Same thing with with the sport of soccer. Like, all these old guys that just judged everything because they were around it their entire life are being replaced with guys that just watch film or watch stats now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, there's definitely a desire to, like, kind of quantify shit because it's much easier to, like, point to stats and say, like, if, you, if you're going into a meeting, right, so say you work for a team, you're going into a meeting to justify a transfer or something, then you can point to stats, you know what I mean? You're not going to tell the Glazers, say, yo, watch this game film, this game film of, like, Fucking, they want something tangible. versus like Hoffenheim, and, and have them like look at the player and see why he's worth like exactly. million. You perfect, know what I mean? Perfect. Glazers not watching the games, no. Exactly, exactly. They just perfect. want to know where this is worth my investment, so I, I'll front the cash for this shit. Yeah. 
you could, like two cases. Perfect example of using the eye test for someone being worth a lot of money is Renato Sanchez because he's played half of a season and he's going for potentially $80 million now, all based off the eye test. Because mm-hmm. if you look at his stats, his stats aren't the greatest. Mm-hmm. You have to judge him as a 19-year-old with the potential that he could bring to the table. Exactly, exactly. But then you could also mm-hmm. take numbers and you could look at a guy like, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Wayne. Say Roberto Firmino, going back mm-hmm. to last year. A guy mm-hmm. that if you look at all the stats, he's off the charts on every stat. Mm-hmm. But it took him, what, almost a full, almost a half a year to adjust fully to England. Exactly. And actually start producing results. Well, I mean, even, even like Memphis. Memphis was unreal in the Dutch league. You know what I mean? And, and for many reasons, like, he just wasn't able to duplicate that his first season at United. So Philosophy. That man, is, that man is making the eye test look funny in the light. Hey man, he'll be fine next year. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a true believer in the, in the eye test. I think, I think the whole analytics thing is another, um, is another thing for, for companies to, to put out there. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's just the world that we live in now. You have companies like uh, Five Thirty Eight that I think are um, tied in with. ESPN and all that stuff, um, and they put out you know this crazy analytics and stats like that, and it kind of gets it kind of gets in your head like, damn, do I need to look at this player? Is he is he that good or is it you know like it makes you second guess like is this player really worth this amount of money? Will he fit into this system? Um, I'm a firm believer in the eye test. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of players I ain't gonna name them, but some of them that I said you know. Are trash, <laughs> and they end oh, up being no. trash. You know, they got they got the stats to back it up, and that's what people that's what people use now, like to debate with. Is like, well, he got this amount of goals, or his his pass completion percentage is this and that, and all that stuff. So it's just a new it's a new tool for people to have debates and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's it's who who's winning you games, who's losing you games, who comes up in the in the moment, and everything like that. I mean. Yeah, at the end of the day, those turn into stats, but um, you know a good player when you see it, right? I mean, you don't need you don't need numbers. You just know who's good. I mean, if you go back and look at the players in the past, like a lot of people, like I know we talk about all the time, like we think a lot of people don't don't know the sport that well, at least the the past of it. But if you go back and show somebody R nine uh, YouTube video or something like that, you would just know, like, okay, this dude is probably one of the best that ever played or something like that. So. Um, I still believe that's true today, uh, but that's all I'm gonna say about the analytics because I really don't mess with them all like that. So, or another thing, it's not technically analytics, but Fox Sports One, if y'all watching, if you got anybody from ESPN listening, stop doing that dumb shit where teams play each other and you say how much they worth on the pitch. Like that's an accurate representation. <laughs> of stop. Your team is nice Please. enough. Stop doing that shit. This team's worth 250 million euros. Exactly. Mike Tirico, if you listen to this shit right now, cut that out, dog. See, you just just explained it, though. Mike Tirico talking soccer. (laughs) That's that's another shit, though. Don't go that way. But not like. I really agree with that. Like, you know, I remember last year when we were comparing Man United to Leicester. Man United, like, has 350 million pounds worth of plays, and Leicester has, like, God. 10 pounds. I'm like, first of all, Man United made half a half a billion dollars sucking. Like, we weren't even that good, and we made half a billion dollars. So you're comparing apples and oranges. 
But yeah, I mean, this just ridiculous stats that just come out just because people is it just gets the narrative going. That's simply it. Right. It gets people talking. So that's simply what it. That's what happens with it. Mm-hmm. And then plus, who is who put their valuation on them? Like you have no idea what the team actually values them at. Like Rooney, you can't put a price on Wayne Rooney now. I mean, he's a he's an icon. You just say, what do you say? This is what we paid for him last time. Well. He would go for well, probably nobody wants him now, so he'd probably go for cheap. But <laughs> I mean, in, in general, <laughs> in general, he's worth you know some number that we have no idea what the Glazers think he's worth. So just mm. leave it alone. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, let's let's chat about the Euros a little bit. So we had a full ass weekend. Yes. Uh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday was a little slow, but I think today picked up. We saw a lot more goals, even though Saturday had hella drama uh, in the game. So, first off, Switzerland, Poland. Uh, Poland went through on PKs. Uh, any big takeaways from that game? The shocker missing that that penalty for the Swiss. Yeah. Arsenal's, Arsenal's boy. Yeah, oh, man. Here we go. Mid-season form. <laughs> Here we go. You would think it was February in Arsenal or something. Okay. Guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He's it, not, wasn't bad. it was a bad miss, though. I mean, it was. I mean, yeah. he he gave Wenger what's it called a present, sent that ball all the way to the Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just that just set up future jokes for for him and Arsenal right there, but. Um, I think for Poland on the Poland side, I mean, you gotta look at uh, uh, Lua, man. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, they need to get that man to buy a Munich jersey and just let him play. <laughs> right. He need to wear that shit under his Poland jersey. Not even wear it underneath him. They can wear the whole damn thing. Socks too. <laughs> like before, before today's game, I think that like honestly, most of the most, if not all of the major strikers across Europe haven't played up to their club-level potential. You look at people like Zlatan Lewandowski, like Cristiano had the really big game uh, in the 3-3 tie, but like before that, he was missing fucking sitters and shit. That's because the best club striker in European football is home. <laughs> there goes Chris. <laughs> oh, we talking about Benzema? Goddamn right we are. We talking about Benz, man. Bugatti Benz. 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 No, no, no. Free to Benz, man. <laughs> Free Benz. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to France. Trust me, I got words for them. That's how that boy is rumored to go to Mexico. Speaking of which, is he just trying to get as far away from? He's about to go get his genie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Word. But uh, uh, sticking to, to the Euros with the with the strikers or just players in general performing, it's gotta be it's got. I know it's difficult. I mean, I don't know personally, but you got you gotta assume that it's di- difficult just going from your club to your national team and kind of having the same consistency. I mean, you can try, um, but it's. I mean, look at Portugal. Like Ronaldo's playing in a. A funky pseudo hybrid like nine role, whereas He's playing he, a false nine, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you know at Madrid he has total freedom, um, and he he knows where everybody's going to be. He knows the players' characteristics and everything like that. Not saying that he doesn't know that at Portugal, but I'm sure he has way more chemistry 
with his club team than national team. And it doesn't even have to be a star. It's, it's just for all the players that, that come out there. Um, and like like you said, it feels, um, you know, we're starting to see more goals and, and people perform now. So I think it just took a little took a little time uh, for everyone to get comfortable, if that makes any sense. But it's definitely got to be hard to, to, you know, switch tactics, even switching different managers and, and, and stuff like that. So um, I know I've been harsh on a couple of players, but just keeping it real, I, I know that it's, it's probably got to be real difficult to, to make that switch. I mean, look at, look at Zlatan. I mean, he's getting passes from, you know, Verratti, Di Maria, and then he comes to Sweden. He's playing with, like, two broken-down Volvos. Playing with the ghost of Fred Jumberg. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, trying to put an Ikea piece together with no instructions. <laughs> like, I mean, realistically, if you look at it, the, the top tier, so to speak, whatever you want to call it, elite attacking players that are playing in the Euros, off the top of my head, maybe Morata and Bale are the only two that are actually performing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I, missing, am I missing anyone? No. I mean, no, I I mean so. De Bruyne. De Bruyne has been De Bruyne. Hazard's yeah. finally starting to come Hazard around. Hazard has looked better. I mean, Hazard's really finally starting to come around. Mm. Today was yeah. Hazard's best game in like a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yo, well, he let's, let's let's go through uh, the the rest of the Saturday games real quick. So Portugal, Chris, you want to talk on this? Jeez. Squeak by Croatia, like with, was, the littlest, with the littlest of squeaks. We talking like it was. I I am a rabid Portuguese supporter. I have been my entire life. That was one of the most horrendous games, and it was the hardest thing to watch. It was it was just a calamity, dog. Like there was no continuity between the defense and the midfield. There was no continuity between the attackers making their runs. No one played off each other. There was zero overlapping. Guerreiro and Pep were literally the only saving graces for that. <laughs> it was madness. Honestly, like, I think y'all really need to start Sanchez. Like that's a hundred percent. There's the days of Moutinho being that that talisman that could sit back and just string passes together are done. Like done. he doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Andre Gomes has been awful. Mm-hmm. He's he's played himself out of I think making a major transfer. Because he's had zero creativity. He's been able to string no passes together. He's shown nothing in the final third. So it's like we're lacking that just a playmaker. And it's and it's not even a playmaker from the sense of needing to make that final through ball or needing to make that killer cross from Ronaldo that gets on the end of It's a guy like Ronaldo that comes in the game. And at a 19-year-old, I've never seen command the authority that he does. Like, he'll come in the game, and it's impossible to get him off the ball. If you mm-hmm. take the ball from him, he's going to get it back. And then he makes those yaya freight train-like runs, mm-hmm. and it's just you see players just, just back, start backpedaling, and they start getting out of position. And you'll see a guy like Quaresma make a run behind, or Ronaldo get on the end of a cross. Like, there's, he, he adds an extra, an extra layer to Portugal that we've missed for a decade, two, like a, you know, almost 10 years. Since the, the Rui and Figu days, we haven't had guys that can – just instantly change a game at the drop of the dime. Yeah, I feel like that's been your problem for a long time. Like you said, like your your teams have just been so disjointed. You know what I mean? So the defenders have been good. You've had Cristiano up top and people like Nani over there supporting. But the midfield, like just being able to like just connect so the team and have like some type of balance has been your biggest downfall. So hopefully Renato starts and, and is able to, to – uh, 
to show Woodward why he's a fucking idiot and should have just bid for the fucking <laughs> uh, He's I, I have to temper my expectations because, A, he came from Benfica. He's from my grandparents' hometown, and the fact that he's Portuguese, obviously. It's just I really – I think that this kid could be as good as he wants to be. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, you and, know what I mean? Like, there's no ceiling on him. He's yeah. showing it on, on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Like, you, know I mean? like, like, you look at Croatian midfield, those ain't no hoes you going up against. Nah. Yo, and they as were a, battle. Yeah. As a 19-year-old, they interviewed him yesterday. He said, I have no problems being the super sub. A 19-year-old has that confidence. Hey, I got something to say. Bro. He's not 19. He's actually 18. Yeah. He, just turned 19. he just turned 19. In August, he's turned 19. Ooh. Oh, there we go. 18, even Ooh. better. Okay. He's, a young, he's a young kid, so even better. Niggas eighteen, yo. Yo, nah. I thought uh, when when scams just interrupted you there to say he's not nineteen. I thought he was about to be on like some time maker shit and say yeah. yeah I thought he was yeah. he's about to be twenty six. with three kids. Yeah, like <laughs> nah. He's definitely his age. He's a pure eighteen. Oh, thought, he, thought he was about to say the nigga was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Definitely his age. The kid's good though, man. I mean, like. I remember when Chris told me a couple months ago about him. I was like, started watching. I was like, yo, I see something. In him. I saw a little bit of seed off in him and a little bit of Davids. And I'm not saying that because of Davids. Ooh. there. He reminds, me, he reminds me of Patrick Vieira a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can a, see that. He's, he's a bull, man. The kid's, the kid's got a high ceiling. It's really, you know, he's going to a great place. I mean, I wish he was coming oh, to United, but Bayern's, Bayern's going to be a great place for him. Yeah, first his, Port- his first Portuguese to ever play for Bayern Munich. Yeah, his development's definitely going to shoot up over there. Um, so, final Saturday game, Wales, the story, the uh, fairy tale is continuing. It'd be Gary Buckets. Gary Buckets. Legend. Uh, the legend of Gary Buckets. BBC's about to make some really low budget documentary slash bio <laughs> about Gary in a year or two. Oh, yeah, no, nah, his, his star is rising. Um, honestly, I, th- I honestly think that, like, this is, like, He's become the man of the tournament, and like since his transfer to Real, like it was crazy because people didn't really see like whether he was worth the money at the time that they paid for him coming from Tottenham and shit. But he's been unreal. Look, I mean, he's single-handedly keeping them in in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, for, for we me. knew that was if they were gonna stay in the tournament. It was gonna be because of him. They of course. live and die through yeah. it. I love Bayo to death, but shout out to Ramsey too, though. Really? Yo, he's been uh, he's playing better. He got to keep that um that that dye hair because apparently that's his superpower. You got to keep niggas look. Niggas running off with my son Samir's swag. <laughs> that shit is so foul, yo. He got to get that silver bullshit out of his head, yo. <laughs> yo, did you hear the shot? Uh, Chris Coleman said to Wenger. No. Uh-uh. He said that Ramsey's more disciplined with Wales, and I was like, Ooh, Jesus. Jeez. Yikes. I mean, he's not, I don't know where the lie is. You know? I mean, I mean that's, that's a shot. That's, that's a shot. That's definitely a shot across definitely the ground. That's a shot. Yo, on, on Bell, though, for me, it's just, uh, it's just confidence, man. Like, 100%. I was just going to say that. It's just, it's just confidence. Like, none of this is new. Like, we saw glimpses of this when he was at Spurs. We saw glimpses of this at, at uh, Madrid. But uh, I don't know, man. This this is this is going to be tricky, though, just because, like, Bale has had moments, even at, uh, at Real, like, where he's 
he's taking over games over over Ronaldo, like where people say like this is Bale's team and stuff like that. And now with this Euro performance, hey, man. and leading into Real Madrid, like like we got like there might be some. Hopefully, hopefully there's a there's enough you know ego to go around that you know um, Bale can you know, take that shot or not make that pass. Now, like, before then, like, I was the main one. Like, I would, I would want Bale to, you know, lay off a ball to, to Ronaldo or, or Benz. But now I'm almost to a point where, like, I expect him to take, like, free kicks. I expect him to take the shot, not pass it. Like, and he's showing it to everybody right now with Wales. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just imagine what he's going to do when yeah. he gets back to Madrid with this, with this confidence, man. He's... He's about to be a force, like a big force. Yeah. I agree. There's this, yeah, there's yeah. this, there's this stigma around streaky players. Uh, if you call a player a streaky player, that it's a, it's a, it's a negative. I think he's a streaky player in, in the most complimentary way, for the simple fact that he's, he's got all the skill in the world. He can, he has as much skill as any guy playing, including Messi. He has as yeah. much as that. He can do everything on the pitch. But what he lacks is confidence. He doesn't believe yeah. he's. Every time he goes on the pitch, mm-hmm. he doesn't believe he's that great. And I think doing what he's done for his country, for as fiercely ravenous of a supporter of Wales as he is, how much he loves his country, mm-hmm. I think this is what's going to take him to that next level. Yeah, definitely, um, going off that. Because you know what it is, too? Like, at Tottenham, he was the man. You know what I mean? His, oh, yeah. His, his, right. his place wasn't was in question. And he was in his home country like he he knew the language, he knew the culture, he knew he was the man. So he had those reassurances that like, yo, I'm that nigga, I'm about to go out here and run shit. Where you go to the Madrid locker room and then you got You're just another like you're just Mali. another number. Exactly. exactly. Regardless of your price, you're just another number. Well exactly. not only that, but he, he had to prove league. himself. Hundred percent. Yeah. He had to prove himself. Like, I mean, remember when the fans were like after the game they chased him down, like that's yeah. the, that kind of stuff like ruins your confidence, but I'm glad like he's doing well. Like yeah. I'm really, really, ha- I'm genuinely happy for him. I think, and even, uh, and even through all that, he had moments like the Copa goal, which I think yeah. that's one of those. When his career is over, that'll be one of those yeah. moments that he's the final. That's, that's yeah. one of the. That's one of my my favorite goals. That Copa goal. He fucking just ran, man, just straight down the fucking pitch and just outran that nigga, man. Amazing shit. Yeah, nigga just went <laughs> out of fucking bounds. Yo, like that shit. And finish from from an an awkward angle. Yeah, Yeah. man, that's that's legendary shit. But I tell you what, just like I said, um, with the nigga not having confidence or, you know, going back and forth, um, trying to have, you know, get his confidence up consistently, uh, I'll be uh, be quite interested. I'd actually be willing to pay. Um, when when Zidane tells Ronaldo, nah, fam, you're not taking this free kick. It's it's already (laughs) free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you that. The right, the well, right side well, is Gary locked is, down. Is He's got, he has to. He has to. The, yeah, the right side is locked down. I mean, if we're being real, last year Ronaldo should have gave him up to James. You know what I mean? James scored two of the best free kick goals of the year on, I think, 13 tries. He had yeah, two free kick goals. Yeah, I mean, you, there's, there's, there's no – Ronaldo could do everything he can. He could do everything he wants. He could play 90 minutes as much as he wants because he's still producing 50 goals a year. But you don't need to be taking the free kicks. Get on the end of them. Yeah. We don't need to necessarily go at goal every time we have a 25-30 yard free kick. Exactly. Get at the end of one. Get at the end of one. You can add just as much to a goal to a free kick from being at the end of it than starting. Right. Right. Exactly. Cool. So let's uh let's talk about today's game. So 
we have friends, future and designer up top. Designer came on for future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at um, man. I get we're, we're talking about Geniac and Giroud. Uh, if you don't know, you can check us out on on the Twitter, and we just be cracking jokes over there. But uh, <laughs> it was looking a little dicey for the boys. For the was. yeah, it was yeah. because I who definitely was it. Chops boy gave. Let me let me just get out the way. Let me just let me just get out the way. All right. <laughs> Pogba. 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 At the end of the game, he had a decent game, but the first, but the first half, I was worried. I was, I was trying not to react. Cass was baiting. He got the penalty. <laughs> I was sick. Um, it was, it was ugly. But, and we, and we touched on it in the first. The first uh, podcast, and I, and I ain't gonna go too long, with it, but he uh, that that midfield just doesn't work. But um, it sure does. Lies, Koba nope. and Conte, it just it doesn't work. And you saw in the second half after uh, Didi made some changes, they exploded. It was crazy. So Pogba, Pogba, at the end of the day, it was an okay performance, but he definitely was he was shit in the first half. And y'all know y'all know how much that hurt for me to say, but it was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. So I'm gonna I mean, be mad out the way. Hey man, I look, mean, I like you said, it has a. It has a yeah. I was gonna say that that midfield, like for me, I, I watched it that first game, their 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 opening game of the tournament when they started the same three that they did today in midfield with Pogba, Matuidi, and Conte, and I just it just doesn't work, like you said, but it's. Crazy to me how it's even like I'm just this entry level nigga to the sport, and these are men who's getting paid millions of dollars to know what the fuck he's doing out there, and it just seems like he doesn't on a regular basis. This is still France hasn't dominated a game. I mean, yeah, they had a great second half um, once they made subs, but we still haven't seen a, a, a France game where they looks like they really want to be the dominant team that on paper we all think they should be and I it it's amazing to me that Conte is on the pitch. Just to be to be quite honest. Because like like Scam said last week, him and Matweedy are the same Do the exact of the, same thing. of the same mold. Matweedy just does it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Conte and, and Matweedy and Pogba are the three evolutions of a Pokemon. <laughs> that's basically yo, that yo, is exactly that's wow. Basically. That's perfect, yo. That's I was I was wrong about Conte, man. I I I, I was sipping the Kool Aid at the last like, like I pre- I appreciated like him being able to get back forward, play full ninety like every week, but his his work rate isn't work isn't the same for France right now, and I don't know if it's because. He's like, just not that good. He's, he's, a, he's a tackle merchant. He's a good he can he's great at winning the ball back. But hey, that's it. When I when I saw that he was uh, linked to United, I was upset because I was just like, look, man, he's a very, very limited footballer. Like oh, don't get so, me wrong, like his so story his, his story is great. Like, yeah, you know, this guy played in the league. You know, in the second league in France, and you know, did this and that. But at the end of the day, man, look, this is football. It's not no like sport where you just have to feel sympathy. Like, bro, if you're not good, you're not good in it. 
Like, he's decent at best. Like, he does what he does, which is grab the ball, chase around for 90 minutes. But, yeah, but, like, I tried. To, I saw him in a friendly before the um, game, before before the Euros. He tried to uh, switch the field, and I was laughing my ass off because <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, yo, as much as I don't like Rooney doing it, Rooney does this shit much better than you. You're a midfielder, and Rooney's a converted striker. Yeah. But speaking speaking of strikers, I have to give my props to Giroud. I have to give my props to Giroud. Oh, that boy is cooking, yeah. man. No, man. Wish he could cook like that when he that, comes that, back. That, that <laughs> header he put right into Griezmann's path for that second goal, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, he, he won it over both sniper. center backs. He outjumped both center backs. That's how Griezmann ended up wide open. Look, man, I definitely give it to my Arsenal friends, like, laugh at him. It's like, oh, Giroud's this and that. But no, I definitely see why, like, you know, he plays. Giroud's like... You know, he, he, he's a, um interesting footballer because he actually, you know, he actually can do things in a limited form, but he can actually do things. And, like, his hold-up play is amazing. Like, I've seen a couple of times with Arsenal. Like, he's, that it? guy can hold up the ball. Yeah. So, is, he, is, he, is he the French Peter Crouch, though? Nah. Like, no. Nah, no. He's way more nah. better. Than Crouch was just a big old just. Crouch was just a target. He was a he was Crouch. a cone. He was just a but seven it, foot tall cone. Yeah, Crouch is, that, what, is that, what would happen. Crouch is what would happen if LeBron played soccer, like how niggas say that that we need to get U.S. Ath- like big ass U.S. athletes in the game. Like he Crouch was big is tall. Cr- Crouch like, is. Crouch is Ed and Jekko if Jekko didn't have legs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you still not letting that go, huh? If, if y'all if y'all would allow me. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, right? We talked about stats trying to paint a picture with them, right? Mm-hmm. This let me just let me just paint a picture of how pivotal Dimitri Payet is to this team. So pass combinations is a stat I like a lot. Because it'll combine, you know, who's completed the most passes to who in a game. Now, yeah. you would think the most passes complete would be like a defender to a, a midfielder or, you know, goalie to, to defender, whatever. Mm-hmm. Of all the passes completed in the entire game, Matuidi to Paye was first. Sonia to Griezmann was second. Paye to Pogba was third. Pogba to Paye was fourth. Paye to Griezmann was fifth. And Paye to Matuidi was seventh. So of all the passing combinations... Everything's derived from Dimitri Payet. Yeah, exactly. Everything. He's that, that literally been the heart and soul of this team. That he got him out. He has to play. him out wide, right? Left, like, yeah, they have him playing mid, left wide. They'll have, him, they'll have him out on like a left wing, and then they'll have yeah. him drift that deeper into midfield if need be, mm-hmm. since Conte and Matuidi are dropping so far back. Yeah. And that, that's the nice, thing. Bro. That goes down to Deschamps because he has to put his players in the best position to win. That's been his problem, playing that midfield three. He needs to sit Payet at the 10 and just have him play behind and fucking link up all the play. Now, yes. That will open everything up and give more balance to the midfield where Pogba can be that link sort of like Renato does for Portugal, linking from the back to the front and being able to run around and do his thing. And then you have the Tweedy or, or Conte in that, in that destroyer role back there, like cleaning up all the – all the loose balls, but yeah, it, it goes down to the coach, honestly, in my opinion. He still hasn't figured out his best 11 or what formation he wants to play or where he wants to play the players in that formation. Yo, speaking of destroyers, Germany are just destroying yeah. yeah. I, I told y'all that, that the niggas <laughs> them are the only niggas who live like they at yeah. from Yo, minute they also, 1 to minute 90. That's the only... I've, in any game in the Euros, that's the only team I've seen of the power teams, and there's probably only 
four or five of them at most. Germany is the one who looks like they want to want to do something yeah. in this mm-hmm. tournament. They're the only well, team I've seen control a game. Well, you got Boateng scoring volleys. True, that Jesus. was dirty. I mean, that was a, that was a hell of a strike. You know it's going to be a great day, they right? Say, I mean, and they tried to say that was going in regardless. Right. <laughs> Draxler showed why why he's so popular. Draxler why had so desire. You know what's the worst part about Germany, man? Like, that they did to um, Slovakia today? They brought on two washed-up guys. Like, that must hurt. Like, you're down 3-0. Podolski. You see Podolski and Bastian come on together. Like, these guys were, like, doing things, like, 12 years ago. And they're coming yeah. on the pitch when you're down 3-0. Like, bro, I was just like, I'll stop fighting, man. That's yeah. not even funny. Bastian looks like one of those uh, one of those just-for-men models, the way he has, like, patches of gray in his hair. <laughs> he looks like he belongs on a bottle and of some hair conditioning and Sally's fucking beauty supply. <laughs> I, I think I think Scams encapsulated Germany perfectly earlier. He tweeted out earlier today that there I don't even think Germany has a best player. They don't, man. That's, like, that's, that's the most perfect description of Germany ever. We could we could argue about it, but they do. I mean, yeah, I was gonna someone say someone has to be the best. Nur is undoubtedly the best at his position in the world, right? You say but the same. The, the, thing is, the thing is, the th- don't even start with that keloid nonsense. Are we judging on one year scope? Because no, if so, he's no, probably... No, no, no. Being the best and having the best year are two totally different things. The, the thing with Germany is the difference between the best player on that team and the second best is smaller than any other country in the world, I think. I mean, so that's I think, why it's so I, hard. Well, to who's pursue. who's Germany's best player then? I, I mean, I would say I would think Nura is their best player. I'd say either Neuer or Tony. Neuer. To be honest with you, okay. Neuer, I think yeah, and, the, and the difference between if, Neuer if and Tony is, is at what they do is so negligible that it it makes that discussion like really hard to have. But it's crazy how everyone always thought it was Muller, and he's just he, I, I feel like he stagnated a bit. Like he still I, plays well, but like what's, that's what he does now. He just plays well. What the fuck? He gets where Jamie goes. He gets right. where Jamie goes. What is his position? Like, I don't think I don't think anyone score? I don't think anyone knows. He's He's football attacker. player. Attacker. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Attacker. Central. Central. I, def- I definitely tweeted and said that Muller doesn't have a position. He has his own position. That shit's called the Muller. That he yeah, I, that intimidates keepers is what the fuck. Central attacking forward. Yep. Yeah, right. you know, and it's it's so weird that Germany has to like they tried the false nine thing with Gotze that didn't really work in the beginning, yeah. and then now Man, they got Mario Gomez out there watched as hell playing up top. Like I don't understand. Like See, that's the thing. That's why they know. Oh that. wait, wait, but you're saying Gomez? Yeah, I mean Gomez is washed, but they look a million times better with a true number that's, nine. Yes, yeah, definitely. But I'm, I'm saying like, why can't why can't Muller? Exactly. Yeah, why can't Muller fill that role? Like why can't Muller just play up top? Because, because I don't think Muller likes being a nine. No, <laughs> yeah. It's something that I, it's something that like that's why I want to expand on my tweet about like why I said that they have no best player because they really are just a whole bunch of functioning parts that go well together. They're basically like an S class. Like let's be real, like they're really yeah. like hey, every that's, single that's, call every, him a Porsche, man. Call him a Porsche. <laughs> Porsche, Benz, BMW, they're all German cars. But at the end of the day, man, these guys are really, really like they're fluid. Like you know and. 
it was you saw it when Closer was playing. Closer was like fifty five years old oh. in the last World Cup, and he was yep. scoring goals. I'm yeah. the yeah. rocket scientist of football. Schemes, <laughs> Schemes hit it on the head, man. Actually, I, that's Flamini. I I don't like the style of, of uh, football Germany plays, but it's it's a system where like everyone, it's like a it's just like a one one link chain like. Everybody just has a role. They know what to do, and then that way you can't really tell who's the best player. Like everybody, football. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever you bring on, like they know what they're going to do. I mean, and it works. It definitely works. It's not the prettiest, you know, style that you'll see out there, but they get results. Hey, man. It's just they, they, they might actually be machines. They're all like blonde yeah. hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Well, they're, they're all created in a lab, dog. Yeah, as fuck. The German team is made up of created players in a lab and Polish people. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, somebody no. said that uh, Germany's football isn't attractive? I mean, I, for me, personally, it's not. You can ask Brazil how attractive it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll tell you first how, how attractive that is. No, and, and I think, honestly, a lot of that, you have to give credit to the armpit and ball smeller. Like, Yogi Love got these boys in any <laughs> position. Yo, yo, is he okay? Oh, God. He yeah, don't get it. He had to apologize for that. Is that the yo, most interesting statement, official statement ever made? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know he I mean? did it again. He had to apologize after he was again. digging in his nuts, but then he was sniffing his armpits today. Yo, he was sniffing his armpits today on the side. That like, smell of it. Dog. If I ever that's what it was, it had to be. He wiped his pants, sniffed, moved his hand away, and sniffed it again. Bro, if I ever said Jesus, it looked like he was explaining to his assistant. It looked like he was explaining to his assistant, like, yo. This is really bad, or something like he just looked like he was trying to explain like, how he smelled. He hit his assistant. And I, and, and I dare him. I dare. I dare Yogi Love to fucking act like he doesn't know why someone doesn't want to shake his hand when it happens. <laughs> He's like, when someone when, when he sticks his hand out for a handshake and some and someone gives him a funny look, I dare him to act like he doesn't know what that is. Y'all, y'all seen the movie Blue Street? Yep. Yeah. Remember, yep. remember, Martin didn't yep. want to shake because yep. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the cheapest in the room. In that side room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. He gave nice. that nigga a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, last game yeah. of the day. Yeah, last game of the day, Belgium um Oof. really turned it on on Hungary and gave him gave him the work. Hungary, man, I felt so bad, man, for Hungary, man. Hungary, Hungary hung around in the first half. It Yo. really could have went either way. If if Hungary had like some chances really fall their way, I think they had a couple yeah. good uh, shots on goal. Towards um, the end of the first signs. half, is when yeah. Hungary made their biggest push. Um, they really, I mean, for the better part of that game, up until the sub that came on, which was Mishi, he came on at 75. That's when all the goals came. It was it was 1-0 when Mishi got subbed on in the hey. 75th. And I I think they need to go. I mean, they won't. It won't happen. Mark my words. It will not happen. <laughs> but as I as I tweeted earlier, and I said the big blob of holdup play, Ramu Kaku oh, yeah. mm-hmm. needs to be benched because yeah, he's been, he's he's been, been absolutely bad. bad. Money out. Yeah, like setting it on fire. He has been bad, and it's not. I mean, I really, I truly was not surprised that 
Belgium scored three goals once Misha got scubbed, subbed on. Two back-to-back mm-hmm. and then the one at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't surprised at all. I've said that. Um, I've said the same thing about France, and I've said the same thing about Belgium for a while now. Um, the type of football that they play, and the t- especially with the type of attackers and um, attacking midfielders that they have, they don't really call for that. That type of play doesn't really call for hold-up forwards, which is why you you see Giroud. Um, I mean, he had a good second half, but which is why you saw him struggle in the first half, and why you've seen Lukaku struggle this entire tournament because yep. they're playing and they're trying to play their style of football in a different type of system, and it just it simply does not work. It's the Benteke effect, yo. It's like Benteke at Liverpool. They're, they're exactly, like really exactly. free, free flowing, and then you got a classic. Dude, just clogging up hella space. Right. They play hella that typical. Space. They play that typical European counter football with the speed and the crossing. Exactly. And, and if yeah. Lukaku's not offering anything at the end of the crosses, he's not offering nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. And it um, has a. And it has a soul fun to watch when he's not. Like, when he's confident, he's the same thing as Bale, dog. The same thing. He's he's such a streaky guy that's so confidence driven, and he has it. He seems to have it more with Belgium than he does in Chelsea. Yeah, he's he's a killer. But um, all right, let's do let's do a couple quick previews. We'll just go down the line. We'll do yes. the last two games in the round of sixteen, and then the two quarterfinals games that are set. So uh, Italy Spain is tomorrow. That's the first game at twelve o'clock. They talking a lot of shit. Both sides are talking a yeah, lot man. of shit to each other. One zero, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think this game's gonna surprise and it's gonna be an exciting game. Because everyone you know, everyone always gives Italy the stigma of, you know, they're slow and they're plotting. But this new Italy, man, with some of these younger kids that play that attacking style of football, they've been they've been really fun to watch this tournament. Mm-hmm. If you really if you really watch them, they're fun as fuck. They're definitely like one of the dark horses. I think people, because the the name recognition wasn't there for Italy, like kind of counted them out real early, like compared to the traditional powers. But uh, they they've they've shown that they can hang around and they can switch it up. They're they're more versatile now, which is what I like about them. Like back in the day, you could tell what Italian football was like. You go in to play Italy, you you was in for a battle. You know what I mean? And they could still play that classic Italian style, but like you said, they could switch it up and be more attacking now too. You know, it's you know credit credit to Antonio Conte for mm-hmm. everyone gave him shit for bringing Pele and bringing Eder, and they won two yeah. games for him. Mm-hmm. Credit to him for doing that. That man is that man is is not getting enough credit, I think, for what mm-hmm. he's doing with Italy. But I think if they beat Spain, which I'm kind of leaning towards Italy. I don't. They just have that. Ooh. They just have that. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, they're they're on a run. I'm with Italy too. I they, think Italy knocks them out. They're. We're talking about guy teams that you know lack chemistry because the guys don't play together. This is a, a stable of guys that they all don't really play for you know many teams. You, you look at the older guys; they all play for Juventus or whatever. But for some reason, when they put that Italian kid on, the chemistry is just there. It's there. Besides Germany, they're probably the team that has the most efficient system of plug and play with guys because you, you can just change the, the. Hey man. I, I the, the mean, style is over defined. time. I mean, what well, what Spain gonna be without Iniesta? Look at the pieces that Italy's lost over the last four to five years, mm-hmm. and look how well they're still performing. I mean, I think Spain's in for a rude awakening in a few years. Yeah, because yeah. they like Spain's been getting away with like that their golden generation, that style that they're able to play with those players, like 
that midfield was so unreal. That, Same like, midfield was dirty. Right. Exactly. So at, at their peak, it was like they were the only ones able to play that style, and I feel like that became the Spanish style. So, like, trying to continue that with less good but still great players, but, like, not that elite level that of generational yeah, talent. Yeah, exactly. It's super hard to do that. And that generation is slowly eroding away. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, yeah, what? Uh, Iniesta's 48. <laughs> Dad bought Iniesta. Yep. Dada Silva's, what, 30 now? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. Speaking of generations... We have the one gener- we have the one country that pissed away that golden generation, England. Yep, your boys. <laughs> Boy, England and Iceland. England's not England's not even my boys, man. They're my people. Like, listen, <laughs> that, that's my that's my people. Like, yo, literally, I was talking to my boy the other day about the, the every tournament that England disappointed me. It was '98, Beckham and Simone. Euro 2000, they lost to was it Germany? They lost Euro 2004. Rooney broke his foot, and that just I don't know. Oh, oh wait, we didn't qualify. It was 2012, no 2010 World Cup. Rob Green started off awful. 2012, I don't that know was what happened game. to us. Mm. 2014, what were we doing? 2014, we were awful. You in the let World the Cup. US in your group. That's what the fuck you right. And then like 20, then 2016, like this year, like Roy Hudson's the manager again, and like you know against Ireland, like I mean Iceland, I'm really like low key. Petrified because England are England. Like they're gonna do something that's so English it's gonna make me cry again. Listen, man, I am I am one of the biggest haters of English. <laughs> not not the Premier League, but of the national team. Mm-hmm. Portugal and England have their history going back to '66. I've never in my life wanted England to destroy a team more than I wanted to destroy Iceland. <laughs> they went from they went from this plucky little tiny country, smallest country in Europe, blah, 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 all that stupid shit, to now they're talking so much. Their coach, Lars Lagerbeck, is cashing checks that their asses can't cash. Because, what you mean? Yo, they you hear him? They cash the checks, buddy. They ain't doing shit. <laughs> Man, they have a small mentality. They have a small mentality. Ridiculous! I've never seen. We're small. We're not supposed to be here, but we're here. Let's just play it. Nah, bruh. They hit a win. You play to win. You said I've played England six times and never lost. Why would I think we're gonna lose now? Man, if you don't get the hey man, look. When we just saying about confidence, hey man, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. Especially when you were small, you gotta believe more. You gotta be illogical with it, like. If you go there being like, yo, these people are better than us, you're going to get moped out. You're going to yeah. get destroyed. You're going to get moped out. And, the same and with, the, and with that the talk, same, they got hungry, better hungry, them now. hungry won their group without saying a word. Yeah, and wait, look where they at now. On a way home. Place, the same place I On a way home. And it's the same, look, and it's the same thing that France is suffering from, that England is suffering from. England don't have the right balance. Like, And I've been saying it for years and years now, but England left their best midfielder at home, and y'all can fight me if you don't think so, but even at his old age, Michael Carrick is still like better than most English English midfielders. And that's a bad thing. Hey, and that's a... Look, look man. Yeah, that, that's a scary sight. Look, man. Look, man. And that's a bad thing to say that your best midfielder is damn near like 45 years old. Like, Carrick is, you know... <laughs> Carrick has been doing bits for us for years, the United, you know, since 06. But the thing is, is like what Carrick brings, and I, we didn't really see that much this season, is because, you know, that Dutch guy that we had for, you know, that I believed in, and like, you know, I stopped believing in him because, you know, forget him. But nah, but like Carrick, 
does is Carrick sits deep and he controls the play. Like if you allow him time to like you know set up shop and just let him spray balls, Carrick is gonna kill you. And I've seen him do it. Like even at his older age, like he still can do it. But England doesn't have that sort of guy who can just really sit back and dictate play. Like their whole midfield is like what they have Rooney, Deer, and it's pretty, I was just gonna say Ali, it's, like, it's Rooney, Dyer, Ali. Um, they played Hendo a bit, but Henderson. It's it's pretty telling that England's best midfielder so far in this tournament is a defender. But is it is it crazy to say Eric this though? Dyer's been their it, best midfielder. Yeah. This is this yeah. is a must-win game for for England, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if Iceland loses, right? Yeah, right. no. So I just point my house money. Roy is Roy is gone. If they lose this game, Roy is gone. I think if they yeah. don't, I think if they don't get to the final, Roy is gone. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty much, but. The pressure's on them, man. The pressure's on them. They just... Vardy's like invite all of Iceland to a party. Hot hot take alert. And this is going down... The first one? Yeah, this is is the first one. We need to add a hot take alert. Sound? (laughs) Sound like I'll I'll work on something. But no, I really feel that, like, England, the way they play football as as a nation, like, if you look at the way that that like other teams set up shop like we talked before about the German style, Spanish style, Italian style, even the Dutch style. Like the English style is like probably like like super United States. Like it's just a bunch of fucking athletes running up and down. England England is what the United States wishes they could be. Honestly, what? I don't think England. Let me finish. Let me let me fully describe before scams get on my ass. They're big lit, like we would say. Nah, Neymar got something to say. Like honestly, the midfield is shit. The inability to to (laughs) really like control games and and dictate dictate play. The the over reliance on like a striker to bail you out. And I just hate the way England play football. Like honestly. And like it, it's an, it's super annoying to watch because the talent is there, but they're just not put in the right place. Hey man, look, yeah. I'm gonna give you something. Like obviously everyone knows I was born and raised in London, lived there for 11 years, and I moved here. Um, but my thing is this: with England, it's like it's a culture thing. Like it's really a culture thing. Like obviously, you know, with the young players in England, like yo, you get mad money. I remember when you remember when QPR was in the Prem and like. I remember one of their players, like, mind you, they were 20th in the league. They were bottom of the league. One of their best players was driving a Ferrari. And, like, when you have, like, a young kid who's playing for, like, the worst team in the Premier League, but you got enough money to, like, drive around a Ferrari, you know, the kid's really not going to really want to try it. You know, it's like, eh, you know, whatever, man. I'm getting paid. And it's just a culture thing. It's like, with the English, like, I was watching... The preview. I was watching one of the games, and but you know how to have the legends come. And I was watching Steve McManaman. And I was like, bro, like I've really seen some quality, quality English players. And like I'm not sure if the culture shifted or like what happened because I remember that we had McManaman, we had Gascoigne, we had you know so many talented players like your Skulls, your Jacks, your Lampards, and like now who do we have in our midfield? We have. I can't even Jordan Henderson. What the fuck? Like <laughs> you got a head, you got a headless chicken in Hendo. You got a player that was playing for MK Dons in Alley. You got a, a old striker who just ran decided that he was gonna play midfield one day in Rooney. And that's who y'all starting with. 
Like, but like, like Scam said, like, how is it? I mean, I, I get the point you were trying to make, but like, why is England to the point where they're even considering a guy that plays for twentieth place QPR? You know what I mean? Like, you're England. You're the the lifeblood of football. Mm-hmm. And yet they're in such a rut that it's it's not even a rut anymore. They're just they're just bad. They're they're desperate for like somebody to be good. Like even if you look at a player like Rashford, right? You put him in, in a German. You put him if he's a German player, he's not going to the Euros. Fuck no. If he's a Spanish player, he's not going to the Euros. But he banged a couple goals for United and England meet like they're craving like someone to save them, like a player to save them. That they'll bring an 18 year old kid who should be on summer vacation, like getting drunk and, and chilling on the beach, trying to go holla at girls and bring his ass. Fuck that. Exactly. Right. Like no other, no other European country, honestly, is that like that thirsty, yo. It's like they're it's like they're trying to develop another icon, and not like actual good football yeah. players. Like they exactly. just take. What it's I was like gonna, what I was gonna say earlier was they just take England takes like the coolest names from the past year into whatever national tournament or national event or whatever is going on that summer like like you said Rashford Deli Alley um, I mean they're still taking Marty. Wayne Wayne Rooney is a prime example of just taking names mm-hmm. like they're just taking name recognition. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, we're not going to win this shit, but we'll sell some t-shirts and some kits. Yeah, the English team is a is a EPL All-Star team. Mhm. That's it. But uh anyway, we got enough shitting on them. Um good luck, good luck tomorrow. <laughs> so, who do you guys think wins the game? I'm going with Iceland. I'm going. I'm, I'm wow. going with Iceland. Fuck it. Like Scam said, yo, English it up eventually. Now is a good time. I mean, I, I, I get, I, I mean, I get all the, all the jokes and such, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a little bit of, of you know, playing into the name. But I think when, if, if Vardy gonna start, he should start, right? He's gonna start. He I should mean, start. If, if I don't, I don't think they're gonna be able to deal with it. I don't think they're gonna be able to deal with all the pace up front. Mm-hmm. Because the difference between how they played us versus how they played Portugal is they got Ronaldo's head. That's the bottom line. They mm-hmm. got Ronaldo's head. There's there's no other way to get around that. I don't think Vardy gives a fuck. You know what I mean? No. He's just gonna go out there. And, he's just yeah, gonna go out there and he could possibly you, give a fuck. When you're on meth, you really don't really right. make it like, this far. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got he's just call him a meth head? Yes, I did not call him a meth head. I said, hypothetically, I heard, but when you're on meth, you really don't be <laughs> If he was on meth, he right. would play like how someone on meth would play. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant, man. I'm going to say England, but I don't feel good about it. I'll put it that way. And the fact yeah, that I'm going to say England. I say England, but I wouldn't bet anything on it. The hey, fact man, that look. you don't feel confident about England over Iceland should tell you how ass England is. Yo, mm-hmm. look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right. I want England to win. I think England's gonna win, but I also know that Sigurdsson's gonna score a free kick and England's gonna lose in that way. <laughs> or, or better yet, the most it's the most English thing is Rooney's gonna score our own goal in oh, like the 90th minute. Oh God! You need and to worry about Smalling scoring an own goal because he's been terrible. Yo, yeah. please don't talk about my center back like that, man. It's been terrible. Leave yeah. Mike alone, yo. Look Leave at Mike that. Alone. The ultras are split on on the Spain Italy game and the Iceland England game. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. gonna get some different opinions on it's here. Be an interesting, interesting day tomorrow for today. Definitely. Do we wanna um 
Talk about the two quarterfinals that are set, or we want to wait till everything's done. And uh, we'll just, we'll 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 wait. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. visit that later. All right. Um. So, do we want to do in the room? Nah, elephant. Yeah, nah, definitely elephant. elephant. Hey, time out. Time out. Time out. I think I, I feel like calling an audible here. I think we should get all the rest of business out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the, that's the big okay. finale. Yeah. Let's, let's just run through some, everything else out the way. Let's, let's run through some transfers first. Um, so just just for some context, the elephant in the room is the Copa America final just ended. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that, though. But we just wanted to talk about some recent transfer rumors that have been going on. Um, it seems that Saito Mane may be on his way to Liverpool for about 40 of them things. Uh, which is a lot. That is they are taxing them. Um, didn't, you, didn't United scoff at a $25 million price tag last they, year? They yes. did. Yep. During the winter window, I wanted United to sign Mane. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a forty million dollar player. Or forty million. No. But he, uh, but he runs fast. Listen, man. With Liverpool, <laughs> with oh Liverpool, them, them men are full court pressing, son. That's so true. You really, yep. you really he's have the to he's have, the perfect clock player. Exactly. You have to have men who. Who's escaped cheetahs? Who's escaped jaguars? <laughs> you really no. have to have. You really <laughs> have to have. So left. You kind of you have to have these guys who you know they're not afraid of fucking Jamie Vardy, Kunaguero, Daniel, or uh, Nestor's, but those type of guys they're not afraid of these guys because they've been through a lot fucking worse. <laughs> they can run and they can run and they can run some more. And that's what Mane is, and that's why Klopp is willing, or reportedly willing, to sell out forty and things. Well, plus you know Brexit. I think the price. I think the the price had to go up because pounds ain't worth shit. Price of a brick sure. had you know way too high. Exactly. So Ooh, Liverpool yeah. fans, you the can take the levers for fucking up your money. Yep. Um, <laughs> is way too high. You need to cut it. Let me have my. Uh, let me add some two cents here, because uh, everyone knows how I feel about Liverpool. Uh, I don't give two fucks about that whole team. I really don't care for Liverpool. Fuck them. But I'm gonna be real. Uh, oh, you want to fuck Liverpool? Actually, yeah, I really feel. We ain't got all night. But nah, uh, Roger Schmidt. You know, he was the coach of uh, Red Bull when um, Sadio Mane was there. And Roger Schmidt kind of plays similar to the way Klopp plays. So, I mean, I definitely can see, you know, Sadio surviving and doing well on the Klopp system because that's, you know, that gang impressing stuff. Like, you know, Mane likes to run all day. And, you know, Mane came from Senegal. So, you know, he's seen a lot. He's been through a lot. So, you know, you chase, you know, chase the ball down all day. So I think it'll be a decent signing for them. I mean, thirty million pounds though. Forty. Well, I mean, forty. Oh, 40. oh. He can right, well. he can chase the ball down all day was a polite way of saying what I said. <laughs> 40, 40 million makes them their top signer for the summer, no? Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, on a free. They're probably gonna get Subotic on a free. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen Liverpool fam? Them niggas ain't spit it but forty twice. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, they they tried for Goat and he was that nigga nah. Um, Speaking <laughs> <and laughs> of which, good segue. Mm. They're saying with Mkhitaryan out, reportedly out to United, that Goza or Sherla 
could be the replacements at Dortmund for Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I like I like I, I don't, doing that. You don't you don't think Gutze burned that bridge? Um, that's uh, you know why well, the other other players have done it. Yeah, that, I feel <laughs> like that's such yeah. a, a weird bridge. It's not even like a bridge; it's like a tunnel because people right. go yeah, you travel that all the time. It's not like it's not, not like Tevez. Like when Tevez left United, went to City, like that nigga could never come back to United. You know what I mean? But right. like, yeah, I don't the, know. The, the Hummels is doing it. He was, at, he was a Bayern youth player, went to BVB, and now he's going back. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, with, with with going from Dortmund to Bayern to Dortmund, it's basically like being U21, getting moved up, and it doesn't fucking work. You go back down. <laughs> or like or like if, you got, if you're in 10th grade and you get moved up to varsity for the playoffs, Mm-hmm. And then 11th grade rolls around, and you still ain't made the strides over the summer. Your ass is playing JV. <laughs> Yo, but if you're in 11th grade playing JV, you might be Skip Bayless. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's also true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would like to see, even if it's not Dortmund, I would like to see Gota go somewhere and get um, some playing time. Even though uh, Carlo claims um, Gota is in his plans, you know, for the upcoming year. Um, mm-hmm. You just, you just, even, you, you know, with him saying that, I'm sure that's just a confidence thing because you still, they still have the same guys um, and they're adding, they've added Renato. Um, they're probably going to add, you know, at least one more player you'd think. Um, so it, it's hard to find playing time. Or yeah, even I, see, I, I, see I can see him breaking time. into that team. That's the problem. I think he's so far behind, especially with you know, confidence-wise, I mean, unless unless he really impresses Enchiladi in, in preseason, I just think that his best bet's moving on. Word. Um, yeah. So let's talk about um, something that makes Chop and, and Chris pretty happy. Danny Alves is reportedly over in Turin right now. Yeah, boy. Getting his physical done to move on from from Barca to... They don't need, they don't need to give him a physical to know he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you how you really feel about this. <laughs> I just uh, he's everyone always thinks that as a, as a Madridista that you hate Messi that you know he's the top most hated player all this other bullshit he's not even close. Nope. Danny Danny Alves to me is probably besides Gerard Piquet because no one could ever take that spot. He's he's probably my most hated footballer. Cause he's yeah. just—he's the type of guy that shines against Madrid. He relishes in the moment. Like he—he he loves getting under our the fan skin, and he loves getting under the player skin. And he—the best way he does it is by balling. He does it every time. He—he he is. Oh, go Chris, ahead. You don't, you don't enjoy Danny Alves singing? <laughs> Him and his wig will fit in perfectly. In Italy. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 more of a style out there in the in Italy. But Chris is spot on. Like for me, Danny Alves was like he was like Dennis Rodman for for Barca, bruh. Like is the boogie is the boogeyman? You scared you? <laughs> yeah, like he was. He's not he the got, boogeyman. He's Jason because the motherfucker keeps coming back. Yeah, he just coming back. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I know he's this. This has been going on for a while. Like there were, I think there were talks like the last two seasons of him kind of yeah, partnering with I mean, Barca. He's, so he's been trying to know from last year. Yeah, but yeah. um, it, it's it's gonna be weird 
Um, it's gonna be hard to replace him. hundred percent. That's a big, um, big loss. That's a. That's, yeah. it, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be talked about as much. But that is a big, big loss. Just, yeah, man. just hey, man. not even from a play aspect. Just the continuity aspect. Like, man, mm-hmm. now that has a right back to speak Spanish on for sale, man. They could definitely come get him from us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he only got one foot, so we won't charge y'all too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Look, he even Four has facts to react. <laughs> Even it's, has the uh, same kind of hairstyle too, you know. You could definitely go for that little. I don't even know what kind of hairstyle it is. Yeah, it's like, it's like a comb over. <laughs> it's, a, it's a comb over with like it's a Spanish comb over. Seventy-two pounds of of gel grease. <laughs> My man got LA looks gel in his hair. Right, bro. Yeah. His right. shit don't move, nigga. He be on the pitch for a whole ninety, not one hair out of place. <laughs> it's like he used soul glow, but not for curl purposes. It's like <laughs> just for like glue. Like yeah, he, uses, yeah. he, really, he really uses an iron on his head. Yeah. Man uses fucking gorilla glue and a fucking steamer on his head right before the game. Extra starch. Extra starch. Um, but keeping with the Barca, keeping with the Barca theme that we are right now, there's been a lot of talk about the junior yo. The pops has been in the news talking about uh, all in the videos. There's three teams <laughs> dancing. Yo, he's he's in the running. He he wants to be uh, Chris Jenner so bad with, with with Neymar. Like he just wants to sell him, dangle him out, create stories, have him do this USA tour, everything like that. Like he just he's always looking for a payday. So I don't believe nothing that comes out of that man's mouth. Like, but, but do you think he has like a serious effect on it? Because I think that like there were even talks that. One of the main reasons he went to Barca and and like his transfer, obviously, like with the court case and everything going on, has been like kind of shrouded in mystery about when he left Brazil. That the that his pops was, and and the fees that Barca paid directly to his pops was a big reason why he chose that team in the first place. Listen, really those, those infamous those infamous Club World Cup meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is probably going to tell y'all like. He was supposed to come to Madrid. Like nothing was the same after nothing that. Nothing was the same after that. Like that's why all this stuff is coming out. Like there was some dirty dealing going on. So that just that should just let you know what kind of man his pops is. Like I don't think I don't think Neymar has any control of his stuff right now. Probably doesn't. A lot of those guys have like agent problems, father problems, uncle problems. Not like daddy issues, but where, <laughs> but just. From a matter of like controlling like their careers, and yeah. I mean with guys like I mean we've seen it now like we see it we see it with Neymar um you know his dad is causing a ruckus in the media we've seen it um the past, I've seen it personally first handed um we like with Yaya Toure his agent um you I haven't heard anything directly from Yaya Toure over these past I would say two years but it's been. Yaya Toure out, and all of this stuff has been coming from his agent. Yaya wants out. Yaya is angry. Yaya wants a new contract. They were trying to, you know what? They were trying to get that man a new contract in the middle of one of his worst seasons as a professional football player and making yeah. demands. Like, if he hasn't been re-signed by April 1st, he wants out. Just shit like that, man. So it, yeah. it's tough, um, especially because the media hypes everything. Yeah. Um, 
Even even like the Sturman saga, moving from Liverpool to City, there was a lot, a lot of talk about yeah. how he would never play for Liverpool again if they offered him like seven hundred million a week and all kinds of wild shit. Right. So I think like as fans, like we get caught up in in like trying to trying to blame everything on the player, but you gotta realize these are human beings, and they answer to other people too, like. David De Gea and the girlfriend about wanting to go to Madrid. You know what I mean? There's other there's other lifestyle things outside of the pitch or outside of sport that affects like where these players want to go and live their lives. Cause yeah, and it's, it's not just it's not just, not just football, man. It's not just football. And a lot of it there's this with, with so much shady dealings in the sport now, especially with with all these family members that these kids are so young when they're making these big money yeah. transfers that mm-hmm. you know they have that one family member over their shoulder that's telling them what to do or Telling them, make sure you get this for this person. Make sure you get this for your aunt. Yeah. Like everyone's, everyone's being, you know, a, a want. Everyone's wanting shit, but you know, they're not really not adding nothing to these people. You know what I mean? Like Sterling, like he took such a, a image hit, you know, for the, yeah. whole, the whole fuckery went down. And even like Neymar now, like his dad is starting. It's to the point where everyone's like, all right, cut right. Him. Like no one gives. Him. Like, his his yeah. dad's turning into Uncle Ice from Paid in Full. <laughs> right. right. No dad. I think I think it's to the point where like, and in Neymar's case, and it probably would never happen, but it's almost to the point like his dad has so much control, like he's chasing the money. Like you could you could almost low key see if like the better deal comes from like a MLS where they pay where they just offer him crazy money to come or to China. the league mm-hmm. or China. Like you could see him go. Because his dad will be like, "Yo, we got to make this money. You've already won. You've already won. You've won La Liga. You've won the CL. Like, get your money now, and stuff like that. Like, it's not. It's it's a low possibility, but it it could happen when you got deal. When you got somebody. You know, it for, uh, his potential. dad. His dad's treating him like a mercenary. That's the yeah. bottom line. Yeah. That's why. That's why I still believe that. If Florentino really took a check and was like, here's $220 million for Barcelona. Here's your son making $50 million a year. Is he going to say no? No. Absolutely no. not. He's not going to say no. I mean, that's, well, shit, I wouldn't say no either. That's the reason. <laughs> that, you know I mean, like, Neymar is a hired mercenary. Like, you can see yeah. that because if you go back and look, he grew up in Real Madrid. He wanted to play for Madrid. Then those so you just called him a money merchant? You call him a money merchant? I mean, his dad is. I don't know if Neymar necessarily is. But at no. the same time, maybe Neymar doesn't have the backbone to stand up to his father. Mm-hmm. Because he's letting his father every decision. Can you, I mean, you saw what happens going last summer. You think he has a backbone anymore? Zuniga no. fucked <laughs> that man up. Man, man Zuniga gave him a knee of death. Yeah, he gave yeah, him the Triple H. He gave him the same knee Triple H gives people. He gave him yeah. the same knee Triple H gives people. He gave him that people. WrestleMania 17 knee. No, Look, that's not that. He hit him. The, the last thing I want to say about Neymar is that he's – I hope he he stays in in a top league. Like he he has the talent to be a great, and it would be sad to see him kind of if he ever did go to like a China or a MLS just for the money. That I think that'd be a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he has a little bit of I think he has a little bit of decency. Like, yeah, no, he, he, he a little bit of an ego. Part of it is he wants to be great. I think that that the time at Barca definitely proved that he is on that level yeah. where like. He is a solid contributor to one of the best teams in the world. So, like, if anything, I could see like Moneybags United putting in for him. Um, I'd like to see that. But um, it, it's just weird, like when you think about it, especially because in soccer, like you think, like we have this problem here in the states when you look at like football and basketball players, like being able to get away from their entourages or whatever. Sure. 
in in soccer, these players start so young, like at a youth level. So like the money comes in at such a young age. These kids are like 11, 12, 13, getting signed by clubs. You know what I mean? So they already talking about money and planning out these kids' future careers before they even get to high school. So it's it's really it's really crazy to see and to think about. But um, other things going on. Murata, the decision has to be made uh, whether he stays or goes because they're buying him back for sure, right? Yeah, it's, all, it's yeah. official. They've he's already done. sent the check. Yeah, so he's he's back. He's back in Madrid. Um, I think this is going to drag out the entire transfer window. Murata to the Emirates. And the reason I say that is because I think Zidane really wants to take a good look at him. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, what does he have? August 31st, right? Mm-hmm. August 31st, I believe. Yeah. I mean, you got two months. You know, he'll have a full training camp. He'll probably be coming on the on the American tour, which the new ultras will be covering. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't. I'm torn. I mean, he's he's really he's really shown the talent that everyone's always seen. You know, he had it at Madrid. That wasn't an issue. Like Chops highlighted a million times before, it's a confidence thing with him, and it's it's not an underconfidence. It's overconfidence. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's finding that balance on the field, but at the same time. If we're only paying you know, 25 million euros for him, and someone's offering us 50, 60, yeah, I mean, Flo you gotta re up on that. Flo's yeah. not turning that down, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I recently wrote a piece on why we should keep him. Um, Newultras.com. Yeah, <laughs> check that out. Um, no, I, I think I think we should keep him because. Okay, let's get out the way. He's not a better finisher than Benz. He's not a better passer. Not many people are. But he's younger. He's five years younger. He's he he's a true central forward. Um, he's he's done. He knows how to win now at UV. He knows how to play with with people that are are better than him and knows how to um, kind of give give the moment up or take the moment. Um, he he still needs to be molded, but. We don't we don't have a backup striker, right? I mean, we got Hesse. And I mean, he's going on loan. Right. So, so I mean, are you are you gonna bring up are you gonna bring up Budha? Or are you gonna bring Burgi back? Like, I mean, there's I mean, there's options you could go, but do you really wanna with with Benz's acuity for getting hurt? Do you mm-hmm. really wanna put the nine role in, in Budha's in Budha's hands at 19 years old? After mm-hmm. you know he didn't really look that impressive in the few games he had. I know he's young, and I know it's hard to judge a striker on you know four yeah. or five games, but. I mean, he didn't. He didn't necessarily fill me with confidence. It's or, it's really it's really a roll of a dice. Hundred um, percent. Because I, I I feel I understand like if if somebody is trying to cash us out for him, you take the money and run, right? But but again, he he could be the future for us, man. And um, and it's, and you know, Spanish kid, twenty something years old, right? Number seven for Spain. You know what I mean? It's like it does flow. It, I, I wouldn't want to be flow right now. I, think I wouldn't want to be flow. I think he's he's weighing short term gains against you know the possible gains because if this mm-hmm. kid say he he steps up and he becomes Benz or he even becomes better than that and you have a marketable young Spanish superstar and it's like you can wait make back that forty million that you're losing in the transfer just yeah. in that alone. So I mean it's like it's it's a slippery slope, man. I wouldn't want to be flow either. Yeah, with that TV money though, in in Vardy turning down Arsenal, I f- I feel like Wenger's got to go for it, right? I mean, he has to. And that might be a blessing in disguise because I don't think there's one <laughs> available striker on the market that fits Arsenal's playing style more than what does. Oh my God! I've, 
getting on the end of all those Ozil. Yeah. Like, it just, his close quarter control, the one-two passing he could play with with Alexis and Ozil, mm-hmm. and them, it's they'll be they'll be dangerous. Speaking like of forty plus one season is a month. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which means he won't buy him because he's of course perfect. not. It's perfect. Speaking but of, yo, speaking he'll, of, go, he'll go make a cut rate purchase of Benteke for like fifteen mil. Mm, yeah. Speaking of Alexis, his team did it today, man. Again. Back to back. Shall, shall we get to it, guys? Are we done yeah, with yeah. it? Yeah. We can touch we, on it. Shall there, we, yeah. a little, there was a little uh, match on today uh, here in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Copa America Copa final, Chile versus Argentina. So this game has so many storylines. <laughs> there's only one storyline. Wait, wait. We, we gotta, there's other shit we got to talk about, too. <laughs> <laughs> So I really think we just got to break this game down because, like, first off, the ref got to <laughs> get the fuck up out of here, yo. Yeah, they might they might never let him ref another international game. Ever. Like, that was the most poorly officiated, bad. non-Mark Clattenburg-officiated game I think I've ever seen in my life. That was so, NBA Finals ref bad. Dog, yeah. That was a mid-2000s Portuguese league ref bad when they were being <laughs> purchased on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yo, so, that was a I've seen was, I've seen worse I mean I've seen better refereeing in Nigeria when we <laughs> made the ref. Jesus. And that that was, that, that, that was garbage. Like and you look, I've been a referee for like three, four years. I've ref I've ref games before. God bless those kids. Right. <laughs> hey man, I've kicked I've, I've kicked many of parents out because that shit is fun as hell to kick people's parents out. That's the best. <laughs> but that? Re- that ref lost. He lost the. He lost control of the game in like the first ten minutes. Really? He went yeah. They what? came out way too aggressive, and he felt that he needed to police the game. He was yeah. way too big for his britches. Yeah, he it, never. That had... was. It was. It was Tim Donaghy, Western Conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo. Wow. Yeah. That's because all right. The first red card was excessive, and then the second one was the most blatant makeup call ever. Yes. yes. About the first red card, this is what I say about the first red card. Scam said this earlier in the group. Boy was on a, he was already on a yellow. Now, it was a, you can, I say it was a yellow card. No. But, no. It's a yellow card. I think that was a yellow card offense, but in this situation, at this stage, at this level, with this much importance. You just call the foul. You call the foul, and you keep it moving. That's a good hard playoff foul. Exactly. exactly. That was a playoff foul. I, I couldn't put it better. He went for the turn, and then he knew Messi was going past him, and then he just tried to tried to cut him off. Like it is what it is. But the, it wasn't like he stuck a leg out or like right. two foot studs high. Like and Messi pushed right. off of him. I, mean, I was gonna say that right. in slow motion, Messi pushed off of him, he and then fell to him. the ground, and he got shot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't, you can't, you can't call that. the The defender had his right away. He he was holding his position. Right. He turned. He didn't try to. Uh, I mean, he didn't try to foul Messi, but I don't know. It it, it changed the game. But like you said, it feels the 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 makeup call came out, and that wasn't a red for me either, though. That that's never that a straight red. No, never it's a red. red. No. Yeah. It's a suspect yellow. Right. right. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, Messi and them. Yep. At the end of the day, it came down to ten v ten. No, look, look, look. Before, before we get to before y'all, because it sounds like we're headed to the towards the end of the game. Oh, here we. I know where this is going. 
wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Let me get my little violin out. Wait, wait, wait. Messi just retired from international football. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. Nah. Prove it. No. No way. This is... Yo, Google... Yo, go on Twitter right now. I swear to God. Oh, my God. And for the many people who want this, I've tried so hard, but I'm leaving without managing it. What? Nah, bro. Nah, I gotta get on Google, yo. Wait, nah. wait. A no, 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 any respect I have for Messi's out there. Messi. All right, now, nah. right, we, can, we can get to the rest of the game and Iguain Boblin it let's, later. Let's, we got to talk let's about just give, right give, give Weave his minute and a half to just slate. Nah, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, that, ah, wow. That, I don't even really want to talk about Higuain now because that thing so It I mean, doesn't even matter. It, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Like, like I'm... Damn! Quit. Don't take I'm, the L and then quit. That's pussy. Ah, Leo. Pele wow. would never do that. Maradona would never do that. Ronaldo would never do that. Either or, take a <laughs> pick. Fucking Clemente would never do that. Chile stole that man's heart, yo. This is two like, years in a row. Alexis is, is gonna feed it to his dogs tonight. <laughs> like Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, nah, this man, is wild, yo. I really, I really can't, can't believe that he actually quit. Messi this is like definitely worse than the decision. He, he might, he might be emotional, y'all, because like I said, this is the first time I seen him like cry, cry, like he was sick because he, he knows, was shaking because he knows he's not allowed back home. He can only right. go back to Catalonia. That's it. Right. <laughs> I mean, is it, I don't do the fucking camp now anyway. I get, I get. We're not doing it, but why, as a whole, are we, are we skirting around the fact that Messi choked? He did choke. There's, there's no, oh, there's no, yeah, there's no way to skirt that. He did. 14, 15, and 16. He's choked. He did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, is he? Let me get this out of the way now before people start getting crazy. He's better than Cristiano Ronaldo. It's over. Before okay. people start thinking this is a podcast. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't fathom the fact that people make constant excuses for a guy. You can't call someone the most creative and best player to ever play this game. Yeah, they're saying make every excuse for him in the book. You can't and do And bitch about his teammates. And I, there, you can't be a, a habitually top 10 ranked team in the world for 25 fucking years and then slate his, his teammates. You can't do it. Argentina is so fucking talented. It's ridiculous. They've made finals they left in every tournament in the last three tournaments. Like, there's no disputing the the level of competition, and it's not even like Messi has been that great for the national team. So, it's, if anything, the team's been fucking carrying him for most of his international career. Mm. Ooh, what yeah. a bitch! What a bitch! Wow, that that's I'm, really you know what? Let me take the bet. He's not a bitch. He's a coward. He's a coward. Yeah. He's that's, that's worse. That's coward. This is oh come. That's, that's literally pathetic. I don't even believe this. Right I've now. never seen you know. I do that. I might wear my Argentina kit tomorrow. Because <laughs> I, I was really. I hope, I hope they win a World Cup now. 
not to go on a not to go on a, a Tyra Banks rant, but I was rooting for him. We were we were We're all rooting rooting for him. But that that, most of us were rooting for him. Like I ah, I I just hope I hope he for his sake, I hope he's just emotional because we all get it. I think we've all played sports here. We know how it is after a tough loss. Heartbreaking. Um yeah, it's fucking heartbreaking, gut wrenching. Um, and none of us have ever played on even close to the level of competition and on the stage that Messi um, has played at and now has had his heart broken um, at three years in a row. So for his sake, I hope he's just this is just a rash decision um, and this isn't the end for him. I mean, I'm almost certain he walks it back in the morning. Oh, definitely. Has to. But, how can you quit the national team at the prime of your career and be considered the best of them? Because he's not in the Hudson. Seriously. This is like... He's, what, 29 years old? This would be like Barry Sanders. Now he's 27. Oh, he's got to be older than that, isn't he? No. He's older than that. I think he's 20, 28, 29. Yeah, how do he's a year older than Aguero, so I think Aguero's 27. I he's, think he's, he might be 28. He's, he's 20. Or, oh, okay, yeah, he's 29. So, but, but still, it, it doesn't make... It, makes no, it has, bears no difference. If anything, yo, I don't know how celebrities get in contact with each other, but this nigga LeBron gotta go call this nigga Messi right now and just tell him, yo. No, he gotta directly. He gotta add him on Twitter with the period before it, so everybody can see it. Right? No, it won't be. It won't be Brian. It'll be. It'll be Kobe. 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 Say, yeah, be Kobe no. tight. Kobe's throwing up right now. You think Kobe's oh, gonna yeah. support some shit like this? <laughs> Kobe played until his knees turned into dust. Now Kobe. Kobe will tell that nigga to fix up. Kobe will tell him to stop being a bitch is what he's going to tell him. Exactly. That's he what he just, needs. He just turned 29 two days ago. Oh, so, here, oh, so here's the excuse already. They're making it that it's a political hit and it's because of the Federation. Okay, oh, so no, no, no. That's no, not what we're going with. I'm not trying to hear that shit. That's what we're going with. Nah, I'm not trying to hear that shit. It's because he fucking sent a fucking PK to Chris's backyard in Connecticut. Man, <laughs> sure did. And I gave it to my dog. And Iguain set it up to be the goat again, and then Messi missed that PK, and now he's shook. Yo, Iguain got to send that nigga some flowers or something. Good. You know what? Talk about that miss. He got to take that man out to dinner or something. Yeah, hey, bro. Because he did the same thing in the World Cup. But you know what? It was a zero-zero game, dog. He didn't miss that. He didn't miss that Pattaya game. He didn't miss that from behind. Yeah. No one on that team put any effort on goal just like he did. And Messi had some shots on goal, and he, he missed them. Listen, I'm going to tell you the, the most crucial moments. Of course, the Higuain doing Higuain. And that's what they get. Three years in a three. This is three now. Three years in a row, Higuain has. And these two, the first two weren't were much worse because they came at the end of the game. This one was at the beginning, so folk had more time to let it wear off. But he still stunk it up. <laughs> and that's what they—that's what they get for continuously starting a lesser striker. Um, than what they have on the bench. What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? Iguain is actually whole. Kunaguero right. is usually right. parts and different pieces in these usually, tournaments. So it's the first usually, time. This is the first time he's it. healthy at any point. In a, in yes. a no, he was. But even when he was healthy, he wasn't starting. He wasn't starting. <laughs> last year, even last year when he uh, in Copa he wasn't starting. The year before that he was messed up, but and he got hurt. I think he got hurt at towards the end of both tournaments, but he wasn't starting. Any, he wasn't even starting anyway. But another point of that, 
is when at the end of this game, in second overtime, I want to say, um, Messi had Aguero on a layoff that would have oh, led to right. Aguero would have went right onto goal because Messi basically dragged both center backs with him, and Aguero was running off of him, and it would have been right onto goal, and Messi fucked the layoff up, turned the ball over, um, and it was just, it's just, it's tough, man. Because you see a team with so much talent. You probably say they have the most individual talent, probably, of any national team. Um, and just attacking-wise. Just attacking-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. I mean, just attacking they, they're, they're, they're barbecue chicken, as you would say. Yeah, yeah. They their back line is barbecue chicken. Because yeah. they definitely start Marcos Rojo at left back. And me and Fields and uh, Navar know exactly how what that's like. Yeah. So I guess, you, I guess you would say attacking talent. I guess you would say attacking talent. But that's what, like I was saying before we went on air earlier, I was saying you can't even blame the back line. They didn't get fucking scored on. So right. you, can't, you can't say it was their fault. And, so they lost, and they lost the starting defender in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. I think, I, think, I think Romero only allowed three goals the whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And they were they, they were solid. Yeah, there was no excuse. And no, not, to, not, to, not to sound like a homer, but their, their back line was solid and Oda Mendy was balling. Yeah. Other than him getting fricasseed by Alexis. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know. But other than that, but no, yeah, there's there's no excuse if you are the best attacking player in the world, right? And one of the best of all time. It's the Copa America finals. You haven't won anything for your country. You missed out the last two chances, right? Now now's the time. It's you and a goalie. And you sent that shit to the fucking cheap seats, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't. It, it'd be one thing if the penalty was saved and he was like, "Oh, he took a bad pen or whatever." Right. He skied it, bro. Yeah, he skied he it. Choked. Ronaldo, yeah, he choked. He choked. It's a it's a penalty. The only the yeah. only excuse or only thing I can think of for Messi, and I hate that I'm even doing this because I'm so happy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's because Bravo was in goal and that's his teammate, and he know he might know his his uh, run up. Or what side he likes to go to. So maybe Messi overthought. No, nah, fuck that. He banged nah, He skied that, dog. Yeah, you can come up with that excuse for if it gets saved. Bravo sees it every day, like you said. Yeah. But if he, if he caught he him with it on goal, because if that shot. You got to put it on goal. If you don't put it on goal, it don't matter what you was trying to do. Because that shot, I'm going to say this, because that shot, if you give it the same. If it's in the same direction but lowered, it goes in. It doesn't get saved. It goes in. So he just completely fucking wrecked it. But let's let's not forget Messi. Messi has missed PKs in Champions League as well too. He has. So everyone everyone always slates Ronaldo for his poor free kick percentages. Messi's. I said the same thing about Messi. Yeah, I was gonna say Messi ain't great from the spot. I remember uh, when we when when City played them what. Not this past year, but the year before that, and Joe Hart saved a, a messy penalty that would have put us down, I think, three-one. 
going into the second leg. It was the end of the first leg, like the very end. Oh, yeah, he did miss that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It blew yeah. the whistle immediately after that penalty tape. But we he were rebounded. Down he rebounded right. that, right? Yeah. Yep, he rebounded and, and sent it, I think, over. Yeah. Cool. He yeah. really retired from international football wow. with, a, with World Cup qualifications and a World Cup looming in his prime. Hashtag. At 31 years old, you would be going to, to Russia for the World Cup. Yeah. But you'd rather take your ball and go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm literally... Go home. I'm, I'm not, the, obviously, yeah, I, I, respect I respect Messi. I respect, you know, how good he is, and I... And, I like watching him play, but I I can't. I'm I'm disgusted. I'm disappointed. This guy, a guy that is considered this good, that some people even call the best to ever play the game, is literally taking his ball and walking home. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely stunned. It's it's definitely crazy. Um, I think this is. Just wild news, especially a good time to to get like instant reaction on the podcast. But uh, this I think that's, this worked out yeah, perfectly. I think that that's it for us. There's there's obviously going to be a lot of talk on the on the fallout from the messy conversation, and also with the Euros and, and just Copa in general. And there's there's other stuff we just didn't get a chance to to get to because this news just dropped. But just uh, threw, threw a monkey wrench in the engine. Yeah, but yeah, but, completely. <laughs> but thanks y'all for listening uh, and checking in with us, and we will be back next week to tackle some other stuff. Um, feel free to to tweet us either individually or or at the New Ultras um, about things that you want covered on the podcast. Don't forget to participate in Five Cat Fridays, which we'll be doing again this Friday. Um, and thanks y'all for listening, and we're out.